Hey everyone, this is Heather, and you're listening to Simply Healed with Heather Leonard. Thanks for joining today. Today's episode is called Model What You Desire, and the whole idea of modeling your mentors can be so much bigger than imitation. I want to get into this topic and so much more, so again, thanks for joining and stick around. So yes, I absolutely do believe that if you model after those who've come before you, that you'll likely have the same successes that they've achieved. But beyond that, I think you can translate this to your health and so much more. So let's look first at like people who have weight loss goals. It's just a real easy start point here. (laughs) So if you have the goal of looking a certain way or losing a certain amount of pounds or changing your diet to a certain place. Uh, Where would you start with that? Well, I mean, I say you start by looking at who's already conquering what you are trying to conquer, right? So if you're trying to get to where other people have figured out and gotten to and then start by watching what they're doing, what they are eating, what they are... Um, you know, making daily habits, all that stuff. Um, You know, so maybe you start with somebody who's in the weight range that you're desiring and see what they eat and study how they, you know, are they drinking water? Are they having soda? It doesn't mean that that will necessarily be what works for you, but certainly it helps to model their behaviors because it's working for them. Um, If you desire to be financially well off, then model after what the best in your field of business is doing. Not copy them, but just model after them and be inspired by them and take similar steps. You know, let them act as a mentor of sorts. You know, even if they've never met you, they won't even, they won't even know who you are, but they are your mentor, right? I mean, in parenting, can this work? Definitely, right? I mean, this is big, right? So whatever... It is that you are wanting to achieve. Look at people who are just doing it well. And then what are they doing? Just start with studying that, you know, watching parents at the playground with their own kids and how do they speak to them? How do they interact? Like, I definitely remember when my kids were younger, um, sometimes going to like a soccer game or something and realizing that I was like the helicopter parent. I didn't think I was, but I was definitely more like, you know, telling them where they could find their water bottle and all these little details. And some parents would literally set up their lawn chairs and kick back and read a book. And here I was so invested in trying to like, you know, make sure everything was okay for my kid. I don't know, maybe in hindsight, I should have paid more attention to like, I ended up with a kid who really does look to me for every single answer instead of being that self-sufficient, you know, problem solver that I really wanted him to be. So, you know, I mean, you change and grow as a parent, and I've certainly changed my habits and ways, and I've seen it reflected in my kids. Uh, You know, in life, this is all huge. (laughs) I mean, if you can think about who your top three favorite people that you've ever known are or were, (laughs) why? You know, what is it about those favorite three people that made you just you know, admire them, I guess. You know, were they generous? Did they pay people a lot of compliments? Did they make the most out of every situation? You know, 
and even take it a step further. What weren't they? <laughs> you know, you can really look at that too. If were they, you know, were they, they weren't people who complained all the time or they weren't people who, you know, let things ruffle their feathers or whatever it is, you know? So now let's look at our health. You know, I would say this is a little bit of a cautionary tale, but don't look at somebody and say, wow, they are in such great fitness. Now, this is not to counter or contradict or, you know, go against, I guess, what I just said about the, you know, dieting and weight loss and all that. I still think if you're, you know, shooting for a certain goal in terms of like all of that fitness stuff, looking at other people who are conquering it can help. I mean, it can. Uh, not always, <laughs> because this is what I'm about to sort of caution you against, is that you can't always tell by the way that a person looks on the outside just how healthy and well they actually are on the inside, right? Um, so in other words, don't look at somebody who appears to be the healthiest and just emulate them, you know? I can tell you what you see on the outside can be a lie. And how do I know this as evidence in fact? Because my husband who died of cancer was the healthiest. <laughs> he ate salads, he drank water, like literally carried water around with him everywhere he went. He washed his hands thoroughly before ever putting anything in his mouth. He exercised regularly but didn't even need to because he was like fit as a like he was one of those triangular shaped men that had the broad shoulders and the skinny little waist and didn't have to do anything to have just natural muscle you know he looked like the healthiest man alive he used his sunscreen he you know was careful not to put a laptop on his lap and always had something to protect himself he did all the right things in the way where you would say you know i should follow this and yet, sometimes it's still not enough, right? The body can hide and mask things in a really big way. Um, you know, we never would have imagined looking at him that he was one of the ones that had this major cancer illness brewing inside of him. Uh, there was no signs exteriorly. So that's not to say that he didn't model healthy living, because he did. He certainly did. And actually modeling after what he did isn't isn't a bad thing. I mean, you're it's not going to get you cancer, I put it that way. But there are some people that do, how do I put this? Like, um, like their behaviors, he could have looked very healthy and fit on the outside. And yet, like, like some people can manage to look that way and eat junk food, right? So like some people are just lucky with metabolism. Sure, that is an actual thing and it's frustrating as all heck that some people just have it better than others in that way. You know, genetics aren't on your side maybe or whatever the case may be. But, um, you know, the habits that he had, I'm not, like what I would caution you against is to just say, well, they look healthy and well, therefore I'm gonna follow everything they do. That's why I say don't imitate. Um, but just make mental notes because if you see commonalities and every, you know, fit, healthy, um, you know, high energy friend that you have all drink water and like most of your friends that are a little wiped out at the end of the day are big coffee drinkers. Maybe you could start to see these correlations of like, hey, 
maybe I should drink more water and reduce my coffee a bit, you know? And the best way to really do some of that stuff in my own experience is to test, you know, try it out, see what happens. Uh, so it's the inspiration that you're looking for more than anything, you know? Um, if you look at the longest living people that you know, and then look at their lifestyle, you know? Did they farm and live off the land? Were they super hardworking? Were they never stressed? So these are the things that I'm just trying to get you to think about a little more. Like, um, for sure, my grandfather lived into his 90s and he, you know, raised his own cattle and slaughtered them. And that was like the only meat that they really ate was from their own, you know, knowing that they were feeding them well and um, not chemicals and all this stuff. And they had their own vegetable gardens and all of those things. And I, and he didn't drink alcohol and he, you know, I got to think that a lot of that led to his long life, you know, and he was a hardworking man that was up early taking care of things and, you know, got a good amount of sleep. Um, but I also have memories of him never putting on sunscreen that I can remember. And I do remember seeing some spots on his head that I believe in later years was determined to be skin cancer, but he still managed to live to be in his 90s. So, um, hmm, <laughs> life is not always fair, friends. I will say like, you know, my husband who used his sunscreen like often, you know, I mean, I won't say all the time because we often forgot when we went skiing, which, is definitely a place where you get way more sun than when you would ever realize. Like the sun reflecting in your face can definitely give you a good burn. So there was a few times that like, you know, we failed in those, you know, places, but not like a consistent thing. Like my grandfather just didn't use it. It wasn't like his generation, just sunscreen wasn't really part of his um, routine, I guess. And yet, you know, <laughs> he just, he seemed to overcome all things, but I definitely did let his life inspire mine in the sense that I paid attention to like, you know, I do think some of what he was putting into his body and um, what he wasn't putting into his body played into this longevity that he got. You know, and if you look at people like some of these, um, people that do these long meditations and have this connection to the earth and like some of these are the, some of the longest living humans like they have figured out how to quiet the mind and get all of this crazy stress and chaos to calm down and the cortisol to just you know mind its own business a little bit and um you know what I mean like if you can really just notice commonalities themes, those types of things. Um, there's something really cool about being able to get someplace by noticing how others have already sort of paved the way for you. You know, no, no one needs to start from scratch. There's been a lot of people that have come before us at this point. And so no matter what it is that you might be struggling with today, uh, my main message in this podcast is to just look at who's conquered it. You know, I've spent, this whole week for me has been a bit of a, a nightmare in the sense of um, tech. I was, I call it a tech spiral <laughs> because I'm not somebody who's like super tech savvy. Um, however, I have started a blog, started a podcast, 
started an online business, all of these things have definitely grown my resolve for figuring these things out for myself. And, um, you know, there's, there's a couple ways to look at it. You can just lose your mind with the problems of life, um, banging your head off a wall, or you can just dig. And when you really dig your heels in and look around for inspiration, there's someone who's already had that same bad day and figured out their way out of it. You know, so this is how I had to conquer what I did. You know, you Google things, you whatever. But um, so I was doing all of those things to try to find my answers. But when you don't even speak a language, sometimes you feel like, oh, my goodness, there's just no end to like this learning curve. And so I I got a meeting this week with somebody who does this for a living. They were going to help me out with it. And the morning of the meeting, I sat down. Now my mind was calm and cool and I didn't have stress that morning over the tech issues because I knew I was about to have a handhold. So this is so funny. It like it was like it, the veil came down and all of a sudden every single tech question that I still had lingering came together. It was as though like because I stopped making it so hard, it became easy. So I start connecting all these last little bits. By the time the meeting started, I had only had one question left for him. So we were able to spend the entire half hour uh, that we had scheduled out just going over the one thing in detail and had extra time left over to dig into some upcoming things that might come up. It was so great. And he said something to me about how so many other people who are in the same program as me, who were making millions of dollars doing what they did, hadn't made it as far as I had, that I had bypassed, I think he said like 95% of the people that would have given up already at this point and just hired out to have someone else do it. But instead what I did was I just didn't give up and I kept pushing. I mean, it probably took me three weeks, but I learned a skill. So instead of just hiring someone else to fix my problem, I now have the ability when things fall apart to know what to do, not have a panic, to speak the language of my peers and to really have grown in a big way. And that this is what sort of got me thinking about this episode today is that you really do have to look though, look at that top 5% that's doing it. Cause I mean, we all want to think like, we're, we're the only ones, right, that are struggling with these weight issues or whatever. It's not true. Like, probably just a small percentage have actually achieved the thing that you're trying to achieve. So it's not as though you're alone in this. But if you can find that small 5% or 7 or 10 or whatever who are doing the very thing you're trying to do and then just see how they're doing it, like... um you know, this has been taught to me time and time again. Even when I was first setting up my blog, that was like the common, you know, they kept saying, well, if you don't know what it should look like, just look at some of the ones that are really performing well and just mimic after that. Don't copy, you know, don't imitate, just be inspired by. And it was just words initially for me. But now I'm starting to realize this is a thing. This is a life thing. You know, it's not just uh, learning websites and blogs and podcasts and you know, online sales. This is this is a life skill is when you're struggling and in the quicksand, 
don't struggle because what happens in quicksand you're just gonna sink like stop trying to grasp for something relax and when you relax you might just open up the whole potential of the problem you're trying to solve and all of a sudden it is no longer a problem or <laughs> you can look around you can see the other person in the quicksand you know a hundred feet away from you who is figuring out how to get out and you can model after them and try this similar thing and see if it works for you but if you're so busy scrambling and freaking out and raising your hand and trying to you know climb out you might just miss observing it already like the answer right in front of you and when it comes to like health struggles and boy i mean there's a lot of people who have fought cancers that were that were told that they were incurable but cured it there's plenty of people out there who managed to get through chemo in a way where their whole life wasn't turned upside down. There are people out there who have naturally fought a disease. There are people out there who have gone under a similar surgery. There are people who have been diagnosed with the same condition and figured out how to walk again. You know what I mean? Like I'm just saying that it, if the possibility exists, study it, observe it. Look around, see if there's a couple examples of it. Do they have commonalities? You know, what can you do that's similar or that might yield you the same results? Talk to your doctor about it and say, hey, what do you think? You know, I know someone else that has lymphoma and they did this treatment and it worked for them. Is that something that's possible for me? You know, or just at the gym, you're there every day running on the treadmill and can't figure out why you're never shedding any pounds but yet Susie over there in the corner doing her, you know, five pound bicep curls is like burning fat like crazy. I don't get it. Well, if you keep seeing this, that everybody that's doing some weight training is losing weight and you're not with your exercise, maybe you want to give strength training a try. That's all I'm suggesting here is like maybe sometimes trying things, you know, I'm not your doctor and always, you know, keep your own health conditions in your mind, your situation is going to be very different than the next person. And the best thing you can always do is check with your doctor. Um, you know, see my disclaimer, but I am not your doctor. So this is not medical advice. I'm just saying in life with your life stuff and pretty much any struggle that you have, consider just looking at who's conquering it before you decide that your own mountain is far greater than everybody else's and that's why you're not getting to the peak because it might not be because your mountain is bigger it might be because you have chosen to get on your hands and knees and crawl up that mountain where someone else has already figured out the right equipment to use to scale that mountain in a hurry i'm going to go to a quick um break and be right back. I don't want you going anywhere because there's more to come. All right. Thanks guys. Hey guys, my Facebook group for grieving soulmates is picking up and doing great. So I don't want you to miss out. If it's something that you're interested in, the group is called connection beyond struggle for a grieving soulmate. And if you want to grab your invitation to join, I will drop a link in the description of today's episode. And I hope that you We'll see me on the inside soon. All right, guys, back to the show. 
So I'll give you the clean <laughs> edited version here, but I'm sure you've all heard the saying that excuses are like bums. We all have them and they stink, right? <laughs> We've heard this. So, you know, going along with that, um, I know people love their excuses. It's kind of the human way, isn't it, to make exceptions because our situations are harder and different and all that stuff, which is all a story that we've told ourselves. It's not actually factual. <laughs> but, you know, I'm sure that there are people listening who are thinking, that all sounds great, but I've not had any good examples around me. That's why, you know, I fail at whatever. I've never... I didn't have parents who ate well and taught me how to cook healthy food, therefore that's why I'm overweight. Um, I didn't have uh, people in my life who showed me how to love and be, um, you know, loving towards people, which is why I have failed relationships. You know, it's very easy to want to point the finger and, and say very much so, like I'm saying, look for examples and people will happily stand up and say, oh, well, there's my problem. That's why I've not succeeded because I don't have those good examples around me. Well, I would just say to that, because I know that there are people out there thinking it, just look beyond your inner circle. You know, the world is big, guys. So a lot of us won't have that in our close inner circles. Uh, it doesn't mean that there are not people to model after. You know what I mean? You could model after um, some of the biggest names in the industry. Like, you know, I don't think they're going to know you. I don't think they're going to realize they're your mentor. I don't think that, you know, it matters at, at all. <laughs> Maybe you're not seeing them day in and day out, but you could. You know, nowadays we have YouTube. We have um, Google. We have televisions we have the ability to literally turn on a radio a podcast a whatever listen to whoever you want day in and day out if you want to you know i could listen to dr phil 24 7 and become very knowledgeable in how he would respond to certain situations so you don't need to personally know or have grown up with somebody to model after them you know it doesn't have to be that because we have these um things from our childhood that of course carry on with us but because we have those that somehow that's going to affect the human that we're going to be in our future you know we can let go of our past and be a totally different person tomorrow I tell my kids this at the start of every school year and I don't know maybe one year it'll finally sink in but I always give them the lecture that you are about to step into a brand new year brand new teachers that don't know you yet Kids haven't seen you in months, whatever. You're about to step in. You can be a brand new you if you want. Start fresh. Be the brand new, you know, person you want to be. And it is kind of like a fun thing. I know I remember when first stepping from high school to college, that huge shift of realizing you are surrounded by people who know nothing about you. You know, anything that was from your past has just been left in the past. It's that clear, fresh start. It just feels so good. I mean, isn't that what we all love about New Year's Eve and that big countdown? It's like, ah, oh, when we get to zero, it's like we get to be a new person if we want to be and healthier and, you know, whatever, just a better version of ourselves. Why don't we live every day that way? I mean, this is what kills me. We wait 
until one day of the year to set new goals and try to make major life transformations. And then what, by February or March, we've already let them go and decided we're not gonna be able to achieve it or next year, we'll, we'll finally tackle that next year. I mean, yeah, take the fresh start. You know, I'm gonna tell my kids again this year, it's almost time for back to school and I'll be giving the same speech about, you know, now this year you can be the most organized kid, you can be, the one that's first to class, the one that, you know, keeps their desk neat or whatever, doesn't talk in class. You can just totally surprise a brand new teacher who knows nothing about you. You know, and this year more than ever for my oldest as he's stepping into middle school for the first time. But, you know, none of these teachers know him. They haven't passed him in the hallway or like there's no prejudgments or anything. You just get to be a fresh, clean slate. It's so exciting, but every morning you wake up with that opportunity, we just don't always seize it. And we just kind of say like, it's just like robot zombie mode again. You know, we just get into the lull of like a new day. But each day you could encounter people who've never met you before and be a totally different person. You know, shed the bad habits and let go of the stuff you don't like about yourself and be a brand new version of you. Because pretty soon people will forget anyway, you know, we think people are paying so much attention, but only we are paying that much attention to ourselves. <laughs> Other people really are not, you know? So if you were somebody who was like super gossipy or whatever, and you want to lose that quality about yourself, lose it today. And then before you know it, people will not even remember that old version of you because they're going to be spending so much time with the new one, you know, just make it the make it a new day a new a new year day <laughs> every day should be a new year's day and um yeah just thinking back to like how all of this has been reflected in my own life um i wish that we had done more of this in hindsight with my husband and his whole health diagnosis and and cancer fight and all of that because when you outwardly look healthy and well and, um, you know, you have the energy and you're doing the things, I just think sometimes you don't even think about making major changes. Uh, like why, let's say for instance, why would you kick the habit of eating, you know, regular vegetables in place of like eating and start eating organic vegetables for no reason at all? Like what triggers that action? Usually nothing until the problem sets in. And then like everything, we as humans, we just function by fire. I don't know about you guys, but I'm sick of having to only react in life. You know, I'm sick of having to react to everything that happens. I would much rather just be acting. You know what I mean? Like the reaction part is very frustrating. You know, only acting by fire because it has to happen now. And and I do think with my husband's cancer diagnosis, that is what we did. Um, you know, we didn't really make changes like replacing coffee with healthy teas until all of the sudden cancer's on our lap. And then all of a sudden, like, yeah, all those things are very relevant and important. You know, we didn't add vitamins that could be antioxidants until all of a sudden we felt like we needed antioxidants because without them, we don't have anything to fight cancer. Well, if you had like ramped up all of those things and had a great like, you know, reserve in your body, 
then when it's time to fight a cancer, it's got something to draw from, right? So get to the point of not having to be reactionary. <laughs> uh, just get to the point of being able to do it to avoid and do it to, um, you know, expand on your own health and be better today and not because you're trying to put out yesterday's fire. And it's such a better way to live. I mean, this is, again, across the board. Do this in all aspects of your life, you know. Um, make the changes and start doing it not because you have to. Because it's a oh, much, much, much less stressful way to live is not being a fire putter outer and not being somebody who's managing every major catastrophe all the time. Because I've been there and it's not a good place to be. And actually, I still feel like I'm there in terms of some aspects of my life. Like my bills are such a great example. I know I've talked about that on this uh, podcast before, but I just don't like the job, period. I hate it. And because of that, it gets put off and put off, put off until, oh my gosh, it has to go out today. Otherwise, it'll be late. It's so stupid. And because of that, it literally weighs on my brain. And then after it's weighing on my brain, like, did they get it in time? And then sometimes I end up with these late fees because it came in a day after it was due or something like because my right now our mail service is pretty messed up anyway. But again, who needs like to be finger pointing. Is it really their fault because we don't have an assigned mail person right now? So our mail comes like a week later than it used to or doesn't get picked up as often, you know? No, because I should have done it as soon as it came in. It was my own procrastination that led to the fire, you know? Um, and if I do look at the people around me that have all that stuff so organized and put together, why am I not modeling that? <laughs> you know, I, I see them very organized having a system to make sure that it just gets done right away and put out into the mail and not thought of it doesn't haunt their thoughts it's never late it's always on time it doesn't stress them out and because of that I don't think they hate doing bills like I do I hate them because I'm under fire with them so put out the fire right I have that in my own grasp I have the hose in my hand I'm choosing to wait until it's on fire to deal with it. And just, you know, that can span across everything. I do the same thing with my health. You know, I will put off going to that doctor's visit, usually until I'm getting the call from my doctor saying, I will not renew your prescription, which by the way, my prescription is a life-saving prescription. Like I need it to survive. So they will not renew my prescription until I come into the doctor's office for a checkup. Like, do I really need to be like, you know, not threatened, that's not the word I'm looking for, but like, you know, I feel like they're dangling the carrot for me because otherwise I'm not getting in there enough. Like I, of all people, should know better. It's crazy, but um, we create our own issues sometimes is the moral of this tale. <laughs> so... Getting back to just looking for the people that have got it right, I think sometimes you might find there's not just one person that can inspire your entire world. You know, I, I know the people that can inspire my financial, um, you know, stuff because I see them manage theirs very well and easy. But they're not the same people who 
very easily manage their health stuff. And they're not the people who very easily manage their kids. And they're not the ones who are very good about getting to bed on time every night. And they're not the ones who are, you know, so look to the people who are inspirational within the aspect of life that you're needing to be inspired. You know what I mean? I don't think that having a role model per se is the way to go because role model implies that like all areas of their life are somehow perfectly balanced and therefore this person is worthy of like trying to just, you know, be a reflection of them. And I don't think anybody is so perfect. I don't think anybody deserves that medal of honor that they should be like, you know, the the Mother Teresa of everything. I mean, we all have a struggle, all of us. So the best way to go about it is figure out your people for each part of your life, you know, and don't give anybody the power of being the almighty who has it all figured out. I mean, if you think that and you really think there's a person that just has it all together, you're not seeing the whole picture. I could guarantee it, you know, because (laughs) I don't think there's a single person that could raise their hand and say, I struggle with nothing. Like even the people who are so organized, you know, they're the like a parent pickup line, everything is put together and like they seem, you know, they had time to go grab their coffee on the way there. They seem so relaxed. Everything's so good. The kids get in the car, big hugs and kisses and into the perfectly cleaned out vehicle and whatever. I still would argue that person probably has an area of their life that has them pulling their hair out. They're still like what you don't see is like they can never get to the gym and they they frantically are trying and they're trying to squeeze it in here and there or they're like when they get home they're hopping on their elliptical bike and the kids are needing their attention with homework but they're they got their headset on they're trying to get into a meeting at the same time that you know what I mean you get where I'm going you know it it can look real packaged up nice but people put on a good show for one you know we all like to put our best foot forward um, and present ourselves to the world like everything is you know buttoned up when we know this is not all so. <laughs> so don't let that discourage you. Um, you know, just be inspired. Be like, all right, like this person has parent pickup nailed. Like I am going to try to put some relaxing stuff on the radio or a, a positive podcast, maybe. <laughs> and I'm going to listen to that, be inspired and relaxed. I am going to make sure that I give myself 10 extra minutes so I can, you know, grab a coffee on the way so I can really relax in the line and be happy when I greet my kids when they get in the car and I'm going to, you know, whatever. So make that your goal. You know what I mean? But then when it comes to like something else, you have no idea how they actually manage their health. So let's not assume that they are the one to model after with that, right? Let's not just Like, be like, oh, well, let's go grab coffee because they've got coffee. No. Now you look, if you're thinking, well, I need my, you know, I I want this person's physique. They are, like, in great shape and tone and they look fantastic in their clothes or whatever. I don't know. Then then that's the part of that inspiration. Then you want to say, hey, what are they drinking, eating? How are they moving um, through their day? That stuff. But just don't make the one person so high up on a pedestal that um, you're always trying to be someone that you're not because you know even Deborah she's got something going on at home 
<laughs> you know, it's that, um, what's the movie? Is it Moms? Something about Moms. There's like, what's movie that always makes me feel better about myself because, and I think that's the beauty of a movie like that is really to put it in the perspective of like, yeah, we're all struggling. And then to see other people that are actually worse off than you, people feel good about that sometimes because it's like, all right, like maybe I am okay. I'm doing all right. <laughs> well, I give you permission. I think that no matter what, there is someone out there that's like probably doing it a little messier than you. Someone's dishes that are a little more piled up than yours. Somebody whose car's a little dirtier or, you know, drinks more coffee than you. There's someone else that's worse off. But don't let that be your excuse to not dig deep and get to the next level, you know? Set some nice, small, achievable goals and make tomorrow be your New Year's Eve. <laughs> Big countdown. No, tomorrow be your New Year's Day, rather. New Year's Eve is a disaster. Do you guys have that? <laughs> For me, New Year's Eve is a... I actually remember one year, I was like so sick of just... I was in a bad rut with eating terribly. And so I was like tomorrow's the day. And so therefore I literally, I think I cleaned out my entire pantry and ate the whole thing. It was like, I was just going to, I think I had a bag of Hershey kisses that I distinctly remember sitting there when the ball dropped that I was like polishing off. <laughs> so it was like quick squeeze in all the worst stuff you can. And then tomorrow's a new day. Like, does that even make an ounce of sense? I probably took in two weeks of calories in a day <laughs> and then was like after that probably having to, you know, dig myself out because I'd already put myself in a grave. It was so bad. You know, that makes no sense at all. <laughs> and any single day can be the day. I mean, I know everybody likes like one, one, right? January 1st. It's like a easy to say, like, I started on this day and I've been doing it ever since. It doesn't matter. Stop keeping track of that stuff, you know? And what your main goal should be is like this week better than last week. So if you're constantly doing that, you'll have to constantly be digging for ways to up your game a bit. So, and it also will keep you honest about not setting your goals too high because we, well, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't want to make an assumption that we all know this, but if you've been listening to my podcast for a while now, these slow incremental goals are so much more sustainable. So, you know, we don't need to be like tomorrow, everything, no more sugar, you know, no more sodas, all water, all teas, no coffee, this, that, make, make this huge list. Um, and try to implement all of it in a day. It doesn't, you know, just make small goals because if you made all those goals, how is tomorrow going to be better than today? It's like impossible, right? I mean, don't aim for like everything in a day. Instead, make it so like, I mean, I said it, do it by the week. You could do it by the week, do it by the day. Like if today has to be better than yesterday, then all I'd have to do is like get rid of one of my junk food snacks you know, replace one of my drinks. Maybe maybe not even get rid of soda. Maybe you just add in water. So first you're having water and soda. Like just adding the water was better than yesterday because you didn't have the water. And so then maybe the next day you can get rid of one of your sodas. Maybe not all of them. You know what I mean? But now, now you have water and one less soda. And then tomorrow, 
maybe you can, you know, you're, you see where I'm going with this. It's like, just don't make it so crazy and all having to happen on January 1st, you know, just model after people that have figured it out. So you don't have to start from total scratch and not knowing where to begin. You know, you've got some inspiration, you've got some clue as to what you're aiming for. So it's like all about setting that goal by finding someone that can inspire you is figure out what it is that you're even aiming for. And then once you've got that target in mind, baby steps, you know, not all in all at once on one certain day, you know, make tomorrow the first day of school where you get to be the new kid and you get to do it all without anybody having any preconceived notions about what type of person you are. You get a fresh start and you get to just be, you know, be you and not worry about it. And I hope that today's episode really got you thinking about how you can try to use other people to inspire your life and at the same time not set goals that are way too high or put anybody on too high of a pedestal. Um, Realize that you already are conquering a lot. So be proud of yourself every single day. And don't just keep thinking that like, oh my gosh, I have so much to conquer. Like, no, you don't. You just have to make it better than yesterday. That's it. And that, if you have that mentality and keep doing that every single day before you realize it, you will be a whole new person. And one that I think you're going to be really proud of. So I'm proud of you. I'm happy that you came to join and listen and see what I had to drop for nuggets today. (laughs) Hopefully one of them stuck. And um, yeah, I will be doing this again next week. So I hope to see you on my next episode. Thanks again, guys.